So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to Love After Lockup. Ha ha, okay. I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be discussing Season 5, Episode 14 of Life After Lockup. In this episode, Sean seeks approval from Sarah's mom, Deontay gets stuck in a ditch when trying to crash Nicole and Tia's wedding, Puppy goes wedding dress shopping, Ray is planning to give Brittany a promise ring, and Brittany and Marcelino go on vacation. If you like what you hear, please support us and give us a rating, or send us constructive feedback. And if you watch 90 Day Fiancé, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day NK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are things going? Uh, good. Getting into that festive spirit. I know you tried to, uh, you tried to view a boat parade yesterday. Yeah, there was supposed to be a lighted boat parade. I took my kids to, but like they didn't really publish the the map of the route, and I did not stand on the route. So we got to see the boats. <laughs> we got to see the boats from a distance going away from us. So that was something. Yeah. And then today I'm getting festive by uh, volunteering to serve alcohol at a Christmas walk. So we're definitely getting into the holiday spirit. Yeah, the holiday spirit. And, you know, other people, you know, on the show, which, man, I kind of missed last week. It's been two weeks. Yeah. Right. And I guess we're getting close to the end here. But other people also had some failed plans, uh, most notably in the Deontay storyline. Oh, gosh. (laughs) So... We first start with Tia and Nicole, and they're getting ready the morning of the wedding. Nicole seems pretty anxious as she starts to see stars and break down crying. Tia is also feeling uneasy because, you know, Nicole broke down in the bridal shop. She didn't really explain what was going on, and she's crying again. So puts her on edge. We also see Deontay, who is also getting ready for the wedding. Because invitation or not, he's going to show up. So after all... Who is going to call the police on him if he goes to be – he's the one who shows up at a wedding of two ex-cons. Obviously, the ex-cons are going to call the police. So anyway, he felt like he's built all this thing. So he – it seems like his plan is that he can be at the altar at the end of this. They'll just sub hit him out for Tia when <laughs> Nicole realizes stuff. Yeah, pretty much. And he's going to sit up there with his red velvet suit and matching shoes and, you know, just like I said, the vague hope that he's just going to get up there and just like – slide Tia out of the way and, and take the vows himself. <laughs> it's such a bad plan. Yeah. Um, so anyway, um, he he. this doesn't really match up with what crying Nicole is saying because she's like, you know, still crying but saying she has doesn't have cold feet and she says her tears are more about how, you know, really Tia's health um, is adding so much more emotional stress to this um, that she's kind of rushing. She feels like she may be rushing into it but – Feels because of the health, it's it's you know not really a choice, and also you know she might be marrying someone who might not be around much longer. So mm. very very emotional. So anyway, once Nicole calms down a bit, Tia leaves, and they so they can get ready separately. But you know Tia still has this nagging worry that Nicole won't even show up. So we come back to Deontay putting on the final touches of his. I, the best I could come up with, he looks like a circus ringmaster. Yes. Is what he's going for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, he shares his most recent iteration because it th- changes kind of slightly. So he's going to show up and make his presence known. Hopefully, he can get a private chat with Nicole and give her, you know, one last option to be amazed by his amazing charm and sexiness, and she can marry him instead. Ugh. So he puts on what he calls his hater blocker sunglasses and then tries to stunt outside, even though there's nobody around. <laughs> so next, we see Tia getting ready for the wedding, and we we. Have some new information that this is not the first person Tia has proposed to, but the other girl left when Tia went to prison. So she's excited to move forward with this relationship where it's just her and Nicole, no Deontay, no anybody else. Oh, poor Tia. (laughs) But the drama builds as Tia gets to the outdoor venue in some sort of state park or something, and Deontay is driving there. It doesn't look like there's any guests or anything there yet, just Tia waiting for everybody, and that would seem like it would make Deontay rolling up even more awkward. But – True to character, Nicole is late and Tia is starting to freak out that she won't show. She's like also sitting there nervously taking sips between an energy drink and whiskey bottles. Just as she's <laughs> double fisting those two things until we see a car pull in to add tension. But we switch to another perspective. It's Deontay in a different car trying to find the wedding venue and eventually, you know, not paying attention to the road, driving off the road and getting stuck in a God. ditch. <laughs> 
<laughs> so he doubts he'll now get there in time to intercept Nicole. But Nicole is with her mom in a ranger station bathroom getting her dress on. She said it's not the big bougie-ass wedding that she was expecting. So now it's a race to the park – a race between the park ranger pulling this car out of the ditch and Nicole slowly getting herself ready at a makeup table in a public restroom. I feel like they were really highlighting that she was getting ready in a public restroom. Yeah. yeah. There was like toilet flush noises and everything. Yeah. <laughs> so we go back to Deontay who is you know, starting to see maybe that getting stuck in a ditch was the universe telling him he shouldn't be there. Yeah, think? But, but nah, he's going to no, go there no. anyway. <laughs> and so he starts traipsing apart the, across the park. And the episode ends before we see anybody get there. All right. So is there any plausible plan that you can think of that would be – that's dumber than Deontay's fantasy that he has going on in his head? No. It's just – it's so ridiculous to me. But he is so freaking delusional. You know, like his whole thing like, Tia is making her get married. How can someone make someone get married like – here in these conditions you know like nicole has free will she has the opportunity no one's holding a gun to her head right you know and it's just like the idea that she's only getting married because she's scared of tia as he keeps on saying is just so ridiculously delusion delusional in this context so i don't know what he thinks is going to happen all of a sudden she's going to be less scared when he shows up and like, oh, I don't have to be scared of her anymore. I mean, well, because honestly, do you do you think Nicole thinks that if things got violent that Deontay would win? No, like, they're like the same size. Yeah, he's, he's Deontay, small. Yeah. And I mean, he's a guy and everything. But I also put her in the person like he's going to be like hands up to thing and she's going to stab him. Like she is <laughs> not going to mess around. <laughs> Like, like shank him. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna take it very far, very quick. She's gonna escalate quicker than Deontay is ready for. Is I think the problem here for him yeah. in this potential fight. I don't know what he's expecting. I don't know, but it's whatever it is. It's delusional. It's crazy talk. It 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 is. It is. It's like and I just don't. It makes so little sense to me. And I, I guess you know we talk about this a lot with a lot of these people. Just like. You get really far in the world just being shameless, right? Yeah. And yeah. this isn't going to pan out for him, but like that that same sort of shameless attitude, whatever, this is what I want, so I'm going to go see if I can get it, is just eventually going to get him something, right? I would never think to do that. I would, right. It would never occur to me to show up at this person's wedding. Okay. Like, yeah. And let's say that you like had a thought like, oh, well, maybe I'll be like John from Sean and Lacey. I'll just do like a little bit of a drive by, you know, because remember John was doing that. Sure, sure, and he sure. kind of contemplating. So I could see that be more your style. Like maybe I'll just do a drive by. Like if you really were like at that point where you're going to do something. Okay. Yes. But I might like, be like, I might be like, I want to see if they really get married. And if sure. I really wanted to see if they really got married, then yes, the drive by would be the the best way to do that? I mean, if you couldn't wait until the next day to see the pictures on Instagram. Right. Like, okay, let's <laughs> say you're doing the drive-by, you ended up in a ditch. Wouldn't that be <laughs> like your sign? Okay, this was a terrible idea. I would have ended up in this ditch if I wasn't like just, you know, doing something I shouldn't be doing. And that's what I don't get. It's like- Right, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I mean- I don't think understand why you don't take that as some kind of sign. Even if the universe isn't saying something, just be like, this is a bad idea. It gives you time to sober up, like not saying that he's drunk, but like sober right. up from whatever delusion you have and realize like, oh, this is like a bad idea. Right. You know? I mean, it would, it would, it would send a signal to me because I'm, I'm not a believer that the universe sends signals to people. Mm. But it definitely is a signal that you're like, wow, my head isn't right. Right. And it gives you a moment to pause. Something, something is not like I'm distracted. I don't, I'm, I'm confused. Like, you know, there's something that, that made it. So I am not at my peak mental capacity right now. Else I would not have driven into a ditch. Right. I don't understand how he even knows what time this wedding is supposed to be. You know, I doubt they're posting an invitation on social media considering it seems like it's going to be a small affair to begin with. Yeah, I mean, it looks and like just parents. Like, that's I don't it. Mm -hmm. think that Nicole is like telling him, you know, oh, I'm going to get married at 11 o'clock on, you know, she might have mentioned the day, but I doubt she mentioned like what time exactly they're starting. So it's yeah. just like, I don't, 
Unless this well, is a very fabricated, you it, it know, could drama. Be, or it could just be. So I think the producers are involved in some level because sure. of that. Now, whether the producers are like encouraging him or, you know, if you want to get paid, you're going to go, um, that kind of thing. Or if they were just like, oh, we know what time the wedding is. Like we have that information because we're filming it. So if you want to know what time the wedding is, we'll be happy to tell you like and let him go. Like because, yes, I think otherwise she would have kept the wedding time. Not like secret. Not like don't tell anybody yeah, what the wedding is. Yeah, but it is. just it's wouldn't occur to you to say something. Right. If you're not inviting people, why, why would you put it out there what, right. what time it was or even where it was, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, would you leave your person at the altar for Deontay and his look? Well, oh, my God. <laughs> and I thought for a second, I thought the sunglasses were going to be okay. And then he put them on. I was like, nope. Like, I thought they were going to be just standard aviators, right? Regular av- – and I thought like, okay, that could work. And then they were like a weird like Optimus Prime looking version of an aviator that was like <laughs> three times wider than his head. And I was like, oh, nope, we're back to clown glasses. Oh, dang. <laughs> I didn't really understand what that look was trying to achieve exactly. <laughs> I didn't either. Why were there tigers on everything? Why did this belt buckle a tiger? And then he had those weird velvet like red shoes that had like gold tigers on them. I was very confused as to what I don't he's going know. for. Like I don't know. It kind of reminded me of, and I cannot remember his name, but remember that one guy who had like the whole blue suit? With the blue suit. Yeah, with yeah. With the what alligator shoes. Yeah, yeah. And the, that was the one who later in the – remember her, his his person – I forget his name. We'll figure it out later. Yeah. His person ended up leaving him and like you, you know just, just ghosting him. And they talked to her later and she was like, oh, yeah. As soon as I saw that blue suit, I was like, nope. nope I'm out. <laughs> I'm and, out. Then he, and then you get him saying, I can't wait for the next time I go out on a date. I'm going to wear that blue suit. It's just like <laughs> clearly that blue suit is not working for you. Yes. But I don't know why you don't get that. You think it is. Same right. thing with Deontay. Do you think this is working for anyone? Like, maybe there's a reason why you're still single. It's because you insist on wearing this suit, like, for special occasions. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, well, and then the, – because it's the other thing, too. It's not just – and for both of them, it wasn't just um, that they wore the suit. It's that they wore the suit and were both ridiculously confident. Yes. Like overconfident that it gave them superpowers, like, you right. know, pointing at themselves in the mirror, like, I came out here to stunt. There's nobody here. I'm so disappointed. I look so good. And it's like, but you don't? Do you not understand that you don't, right? And you understand that your stunting just makes it look worse, yes? <laughs> Please, someone tell him this. Right, right. Okay, uh, let's move on to Sean and Sarah. So Sean is meeting up with Kathy, Sarah's mom, to ask her for her blessing for marriage. Kathy already, this does not start off on the good right foot because oh she's God, already not happy with Sean because she didn't agree with Sarah moving out. Sean asks for her blessing to an engagement and asks her to help shop for a ring. Kathy doesn't really say much about the blessing, but she does agree to help him pick out a ring. Kathy sees one ring and immediately starts freaking out, asking Sean about his six kids. Sean says that the feeling just wasn't there, and they start kind of like, I don't know, bickering back and forth, and the sales lady gets uncomfortable and just excuses herself from this conversation. Right. Kathy isn't happy about Sean's weak explanation, and she just walks out and tells him not to follow her, because apparently Sean was going to pull the same thing that, you know... He was going to yep. pull with Sarah. Just mm-hmm. be there. <laughs> Sean wants to pick out a ring anyway because he's going to ask with or without a blessing. All right. So did Sean really think that Kathy would bless this engagement? And if he didn't think so, why even bother to ask her? I think he did think she would. Like, he definitely was like, all right, this mom's upset about moving out. It's time now for some alone Sean time when I turn on my charm and everybody and loves win me. win her over. I'm going to win her over with my winning personality, my awesome personality that has only lost me women, woman after woman after woman, right? All right. And so he definitely seemed to think that. And his plan apparently was I'll show her how serious I am about this and I'll, you know, how much I love her daughter by saying I'm going to propose and she's going to love that. Like he's just a terrible judge of people. And the person he misjudges the most is clearly himself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he definitely thinks he's a way nicer prize than he really is. Yeah. And he definitely thinks that his 
his personality is charming where it's, it's just really he just with the following and the, just the being there, he just wears people down. He does. I mean, I think that's why, why he gets anywhere really. Yes. And then at the end of the day, it's like, what do you have to show for it? Like, I'm kind of – I would be concerned if I was Kathy. Like, forget the six kids. That's incredibly concerning. And she – I yes, yes, she's right to have walked out because it's like you kind of walked out on your six kids. Like, what I right. don't understand is uh, not the primary question is, like, how old are these kids? Because, you know, it's like, well – it is possible for his six kids, especially given his age, to be close to or adult age, right? Where they're yes. all out of the house. I mean, that's it would have been a little aggressive in his younger years, but, you know, it, it's possible he could have had six adult age kids and then it wouldn't have been such a big deal for him to move away. But we know that it's not. And I don't understand why they don't think to ask that. Yeah, I, 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 we're clearly missing things about what they know about the kids. Like, I can't imagine. I can't imagine. That's the first question you ask, right? right? Like, I have six kids. You're, if I have any kids, I yeah. have kids. The first question that gets asked as someone who has two kids, well, there's two. How many kids do you have is question one. Right. How old are they is question two. It's and where do they live? Everybody. Probably would be kind of a question if you're dating someone, right? Yes. Yeah. Where do they live? Who are they with? Yeah. What's the what's the custody situation? Is definitely comes up quicker, but not quite as quick as how old are they? How old yeah, are they? But comes before up before you move in, right? Yes. Well, before you move in, you are aware of where the kids live. That's yeah. crazy talk. Okay. I mean, now that's just as crazy talk doesn't mean it doesn't happen in this show because yes. Right. So <laughs> Kathy asking the questions about the kids, fair enough. But okay, so let's say you get over the fact that you have kids or whatever. I would then be concerned, and I know Kathy is like, well, you're going to take care of my daughter and my granddaughter with what money? You got child support yeah. for six kids, and I'm right. pretty sure is. As much as we know, he's still unemployed. Yeah, he is still unemployed besides the show, sure. Yeah, that's got to be so boring too. Could you imagine being in a house in the middle of the suburbs, like living with Sean and you're both not working? Oh my God. What would you do all day? Oh my God, that just seems like – you've just described my nightmare. I would be in the best shape anyone has ever been in. <laughs> <laughs> just like at the gym all the time. Yeah, like Sean style. Uh, going to the gym. Yeah. Well, Shane, Shane right? Shane style, did that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like, yeah, because – and you kind of skip skip past what I'm going to talk about because the issue with these kids isn't that he has six kids. Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't – he's not – he's too simple to get that, right? Because yeah. he's a very simple person. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like, well, I don't understand why you're mad because I have six kids. It's like, not that you have six kids. It's you have six kids that you apparently don't give a shit about. Yeah. And so telling me that you're going to give a shit about my daughter and right. her kid doesn't hold very much weight because I've seen what you did with your own kids. Yeah. Right? And then and then the other thing goes back to – and that she was going for, she was like – he's like, well, I've never loved anyone before. And she's like, you have six kids with somebody. What yeah. are you, you're lying to me. Right. Don't right. lie to me. The feeling's right? not there. Yeah, I oh, mean, but you kept having kids with him. Like, come on, and, right? And that's what and, her thing was. Like, she, her, she was most upset that he was saying this stuff, and she's like, "That's a lie. You're lying to me." Yeah. The same way everybody gets mad at him. Why do they get mad at him? Because he lies, and he lies blatantly and open, openly. Like to pretend you never cared about the woman that you have six kids with is right insanity. That's to me the ridic- most ridiculous part of that too, because. You know, it would be one thing, and I'm not saying that this somehow would make his situation better, but if he had six different baby mamas, I feel like he could argue that, right? He could be like, well, you know, they have six different baby mamas because I never loved any of them, right? But it's like, yeah, but to me, it's like, okay, you have one baby mama. Maybe you have one kid and realize, oh, the feeling isn't there, but then, you know, another kid, while you're figuring that out, comes along. Yeah, but uh, six, like okay. that's Okay, that's let's ridiculous. be honest. Let's be honest. This is the real question. Of those six kids, and I believe I know I know my answer, how many of them were not an accident? There's gotta be one in there. <laughs> I don't know if there is. I think it's all six. I don't know. I don't think any of these kids were planned. I don't know. At what point, if you're Kelly and this is your situation, right? Are yeah. you just like, dude, you're getting a vasectomy, like I'm done. 
or she or she could take matters into her own hands and get her own thing. Why doesn't she get an IUD, right? Why doesn't she get um, right. her thing if he's going to refuse his vasectomy? Because he clearly is someone who's going to refuse a vasectomy. I don't know. He's got – I'm sure he gets weird. What if it, what if it makes me not work anymore? I'm not going to do the vasectomy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the reason why I say that is because I feel like Kelly, from what we've seen of her – it's so weird to me, but doesn't it seem like, based on the scenes we've seen, she's the one who wears the pants in the relationship? Yes, yes. I mean, I think she wears the pants in everything except for, like, Commitment. what he does with his – well, what he does with his penis. Oh, like, gosh. I definitely think she doesn't have much control over that. And I de- mm. he's totally a guy that would be like – well, I mean, I, I'm, I'm on both sides of it because I see him being – I. I definitely think he's a person that doesn't want to get a vasectomy because he thinks it's make it's going to make his dick not work, God, and so he's going to be like, "Well, I'm not going to do that. Oh, I need I need it, right?" Because he would also be a guy that would get one, lie about having one, and then try to have a kid with somebody for like years. Uh, yes, that would be the only <laughs> thing that I think reason why he wouldn't because he's like, "Well, I don't I don't want to be just with you the rest of my life." And I could see him saying thinking that to himself. And, and thinking also that he has to be open to having more kids yes, if he wants to yes, have be with anybody. It's going to limit else. his options, especially because yes. he keeps on trying to date these young girls. Right. Yeah, which is just that's insane, but that's because from what we've seen, he doesn't give a shit about his kids. No, he does. And no. so whatever, I can have another kid with somebody. It's not like there's any extra work for me. I'm not going to give a shit about him. Yeah, that would be interesting to me. So I know there's rumors, right, about whether or not they're going to be having kids mm-hmm. um, soon. So I just can't imagine him being an involved partner. I cannot imagine him being the one to wake up for the, like, midnight feedings I can't imagine him being the one to, like, change the diapers. I can't imagine him being someone who's actively involved in actually taking care of babies. And Uh I feel like there's going to get resentment super fast if you feel like you're a single mom, even though your partner is living with you and right there. And I kind of feel like with Kelly, like, I could see him – dipping out every time it got hard and just be that's yeah. why they were on and off for so long like i don't want to wake up in the middle of the night or be stressed and like cranky and you know doing all that so he just like yeah. okay we'll yeah. see you uh, while you're mad at me i'll let him have chocolate cake for dinner i don't know just whatever i mean just <laughs> like him yeah i mean I, I, I don't see him being i see him doing like he did with um you know sarah's daughter last time and being like oh i'm gonna you know, make the make her a bed and give her stuff to play with and toys. I could see him wanting to s- swoop in for the fun stuff. Yes. And then like, you know, dipping out for the when it gets harder. Yeah. Like you deal with her. Your daughter is – your daughter did something bad. You deal with it. You know? Right, right. All right. So let's go on to oh, – let's go to Brittany and Marcelino. So Grandpa Gil is here for the teased visit from last episode. They're going to have a family cookout first because they haven't been together for a while. And Brittany hopes, you know, that's going to get her mind off all this sober living house drama she's been dealing with, which never comes up again this episode. Yeah. So Marcelina's plan is that, you know, Gil can watch the kids so that he and Brittany can finally get some freaky alone time. The next one of his show show up to the cookout is Cindy, followed by Brittany's sisters. While everybody's out at swimming pool, Brittany and her dad have a discussion at the pool table. It's at this point that she tells him about the weird email she got from her biological father. She shares her concern and that Cindy is eh, probably more than a little biased about the guy. And she also doesn't understand how Cindy can be, you know, so down on this guy when she did basically such a bad job herself. So it turns out that Gil has some insight here because he had a similar situation. He had a da- dad that ran off when he was young and then randomly came back and wanted to meet him when he was 17. So Gil says, you know, he went and met with him. And the most interesting part of that was kind of hearing the other side of his story, um, you know, about what happened and, oh, your mom actually took you away and stuff like that. But he said you took it with a grain of salt, but, you know, it was still interesting to hear. So she wants to reassure Gil that if she does meet with this guy, it's not going to fill, fill in his shoes, but he doesn't seem very put off about the thing at all. <laughs> he knows it's, you know, a new relationship, but it's not about him at all. And he totally understands why she would want to meet him and isn't hurt in the slightest. So it seems at this point that she seems pretty close to wanting to meet the guy. 
So another day, and now it's time for Marcelino and Brittany to get their nice little getaway. But when they leave, he's doing that thing where he keeps it a secret about where they're going. And the secret is they're going to a dude ranch, <laughs> which she says once they get there, she should have guessed because of his cowboy boots that she was wearing. <laughs> so they start off the adventure with cowboy hats and horseback riding, which um, that, that they clearly both expecting to turn into some other kind of riding later that night. So – since they never get a chance, since they never got a chance to do the real honeymoon when they first got married, because the kids were around and everything. But before they get into that, they sit around the campfire. And Brittany says being out in the middle of nowhere really lets her feel at peace. Um, it reminds her of her childhood in Alaska. And but you know they're not really out, out by the fire for very long before um, it's teepee time, and they <laughs> kind of go in, and the cameras go away. All right, so good for them having yeah. their teepee time, yeah. but. Um, Let's go back to the beginning. I mean, so kind of which team are you on here? Because it was the two teams when it came to the dad where Gil is kind of like, I get why you want to meet him. It makes sense to me. Like you, sh- you should do it if that's what you want. And then Cindy was kind of like, don't meet him. He's an asshole. You, he, he owes nothing to your life. So, I mean, which kind of side do you fall into that? Assuming – let's even assume that he is as big of an asshole as Cindy says he is. Yeah. I think Gil uh, has a very good perspective on it. Like, um, yeah, meet him. There's, you know, what harm can come from it? Either mm-hmm. he'll prove your mom right, or maybe he will give you a different perspective, but at the same time, kind of looking at that in a skeptical lens, you know, is sure. fine. But, you know, like my thought is, okay, well, what if this guy is as big of an asshole as Cindy says? Like, he would probably reach out because she's somewhat D-list famous now, right? And thinking that that somehow comes with money because, I mean, they show their house and all the things that they kind of have, and it looks like they're doing pretty well for themselves on TV, you know? So I could see him, if he really is piece of shit, like Cindy says, like trying to be in her life because, you know, it's like, well, maybe I'll, you know, let her know my terrible situation and I'll get some money out of it. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, to I me, that's sob, like – I can sob story, especially when right. she's D-list famous and she's clearly – we've seen the episodes. If you watch the series mm-hmm. and watch the season, he's like, oh, man, look how much she's trying to help Cindy. Yeah. Man, she's a softie. Yeah, right, look at that. Right, right. So, I kind of see that, like, that's, to me, the worst case scenario. And – I mean, at the same time, if you're going into this with a healthy skepticism, you're kind of mentally prepared for that scenario. And so when it, you know, comes up, it'd be pretty easy to be like, no, I'm not going to help you. And, you know, if you want to have a relationship, it shouldn't be about money and just be done with it. You know, then you'll kind of see if he really is there for you or not. Because I can also see it being a legitimate thing where it's like he really does want to know her and the kids. And if he can get help too, then, you know, he'll try to get help. But doesn't mean that that's the only reason why he's there. Right, right. I mean, I, I, I totally get her perspective too. Like it, it makes a lot of sense that Cindy doesn't seem to understand why she would want to meet him, right? There's yeah. a lot of – there's a lot of questions she has, right? And she yeah. wants answers mm-hmm. too. And they're like legitimate questions, right? And like – and the fact that Cindy is kind of going into the – she seems to be going into, well, if you meet him, then that's proof that I wasn't enough for you or something like that, that I wasn't a good enough mother, which is weirdly weird that – I don't think – maybe it's not weird, but it's always frustrating to me how much validation Cindy wants for being a good mother mm-hmm. when she was – Pretty objectively not a good right. mother. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Brittany <laughs> got into all the things that she got into and, you know, we even had the scene where uh, basically Brittany kept on running away and then they just moved on without her. It's like, mm, that's not a really good mom move. Right. Yeah. And so and I, I, that that's the thing that it seems to me she needs to come to terms with. Mm-hmm. She has to stop looking for some sort of justification where in the end at the end of the day she was a good mother yeah. and just kind of admit to herself actually no I was a shitty mother I was an addict I did shitty things but I'm going to try to do better from here on out and I'm going to be a good mother to my grown child and a good grandmother but see to me that's what doesn't really make sense how is this all connected and now I get how she says it is connected but it's just like okay you could be a great mom or a shitty mom, it doesn't make a difference. What does that have to do with her father's relationship, you know? That's true. Yeah, also true. Yes. And, and well, because 
I mean, Cindy likes to blame other people too. Yeah. Like she is going to blame him for why she did the bad mom thing she did because right. of this guy. And how do you want to meet this guy? He's the reason our life sucked. So why would you want to meet this guy at all? Like also true. But I mean, it's just she's so, so insecure with her position yeah. um, and her relationship with Brittany that anything that she can kind of come up with a story that threatens it, she's going to just reflexively be against. Yeah. Whereas on the other side, I feel like Gil has a much stronger relationship with Brittany mm -hmm. in terms of security. And so he's like, oh, yeah, it's not about me at all. That's fine. Like, he, nobody, she's like, he's not going to fill your shoes. He was like, why would he? That doesn't make any sense. Like, right. It's not about shoes. Yeah. Right. And so that security just makes things much more, you know, it's a whole attachment thing, right? It's attachment styles again. <laughs> yeah. Well, and also it's like Brittany's a full grown adult with children of her own. Like what right. it means to have a father in her life is going to look a lot different now than it did when she was a kid. So. Yes, that's absolutely true. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. This is not someone that's going to be raising her in any meaningful right. way. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, okay, even if you only talked a couple times a year, is like, is that so terrible? Mm -hmm. Right, right. Yeah. All right. So how'd you what'd you think about Marcelino's uh planned his his trip here that he made? I thought it was so cute. And especially like because it was obvious that that was Britney's interests. You yes. know? So I mean I mean, I personally would be like, oh, okay, you know, it's not exactly it to me it seems fun. And I would 100% do something like this just as like a fun thing with my friends. I don't know if I would see it as something like romantic or something I'd want to do with a partner. But I mean, you know, but that's what I'm saying. Like Brittany was into it. So that's all that matters in the end. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, it definitely – it was definitely, you know, a good thing of him. And he's generally a good partner because he does think that. What mm -hmm. would Brittany like? Not what would I do professional poker player or whatever what would britney like yeah. we've seen other we've seen in like in like we'll go to the other show in 90 day fiance we had one where you know we had sub one person take somebody else to a ranch and they were like i'm not into this i don't <laughs> like the outdoors uh no why we're here oh gosh and, and yeah. usually it comes down to but the cabin is really far away from everybody else and nobody can hear us so like which <laughs> seems to be a thing for people with kids, right? Yeah. They're like, dude, we can be loud. Like, we can just do it as loud as we want. And nobody's going to say anything. Oh, and it's not going to be weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on. Speaking of parents, uh, let's talk John and Christiana. So John is driving Christiana to her new job at a restaurant slash burger place. Christiana is feeling good about herself by because she's earning her own money. Christiana is talking about her life with her manager, Mo, while working. She says that married life is good, but her mom having cancer while her sister is probably using has been really, really tough. Mo totally understands because she is a former addict who was suicidal and her mom had gone through chemo last year. Mo wants to be a support system for Christiana since someone had done the same for her, which is why she had turned her life around. She hugs a crying Christiana. Christiana talks about how she wants to be a good daughter who is dependable and they're so and there for her mom so she can help comfort her mom during this scary time for her. Christiana gets emotional in her interview and doesn't want to talk about anything anymore. All right. So, you know, do you think that Christiana's mom can only rely on her? And doesn't it seem like I know Christiana like kind of talks about it being her motivation, but also like having someone dependent in a kind of tough situation, don't you think that could also be like a trigger? You you think it could, but I mean, I can see it working both ways, mm -hmm. right? Like, I mean, that was definitely a. Uh, I wouldn't say like a concern when I got when I first got divorced. It was like, no, I can't sit here and wallow and be, you know, sad divorced guy because I have two kids. I got to take yeah. care of people. Like, yeah. I gotta I gotta do it, and it's like. And so I get that that's a thing, but I think addiction is different, yeah. right? Addiction is a different story than me finding the motivation for myself at a low point in my life, right? Mm -hmm. It's because, yes, because it tends to be stress. It tends to be the way you deal with all of the not good feelings that mm -hmm. you have because that's something about addiction is you're not as adept to living with your bad feelings with feeling sad, feeling stressed, feeling anxious because you just dealt with that through the addiction. And yeah. so I d 
definitely think if it's too much, yeah. But also, you know, it, it's – I can see where she's coming from too and it's like, but I can't. I can't. I physically can't because who will take care of my mom if I do, mm-hmm. right? If I, if, I, if I fall back on the wagon. So I, I worry about – I definitely worry more about if her mom passes away. And yes. then she doesn't have that anymore. That's right. that's going to be the, the most dangerous part. Yeah, I agree with that. And I feel like we've talked about this before because, I mean, it's not to say that, you know, this isn't real in their lives. But at the same time, I feel like we're not really – their storyline isn't really pushing forward, right? We've seen the last yes. few episodes yes. that they've been in that this is their situation and really – and it is. It's. I mean, if we think about this is someone's real life, right? This is a big, significant part of their life. But at the same time, it's like once we as the audience kind of hear that and how difficult it is, it's like, really, what more is there? Because mom's still alive fighting this thing, you know? Right, right. I don't know. Because, I mean, at least she has a job now. Yes. Like, so we're getting that and we're getting perspectives from other people. Mm-hmm. Um, although I was – a little concerned about her and her job because like I feel like if you're preparing food, even if it's sandwiches, you should have sleeves on, like a hairnet, some gloves, something. Uh, like they were like making sandwiches. I don't know. It just seemed wrong. I don't know hairnet. anything about food safety, but I know Mo was. I know. She wasn't wearing a hairnet though. No, she definitely wasn't wearing a hairnet. I don't know if that's like really a thing now, is it? Yeah, it is. As far as I know, oh, I mean, I, no I guess you can wash your hands, but I don't know. It was like, yes, because it seemed like Christiana was mostly folding like the wrappers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Not actually handling the food. I just, no, no. It just seems, it seems weird to go into work with a spaghetti strap shirt on. No matter <laughs> what your job is. I'm like, are you working right now? Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, she's always working, right? When she's on the show. Yeah, but that's a different thing. That's a different thing. I also liked how Mo did the thing um, where – because I do this all the time where she like looked at her watch to determine an amount of time that's not told on a watch. She's like, I've been sober for – looks at wrist – four and a half years. (laughs) I didn't say that on your watch. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I'm thinking of time. I will naturally look at my my wrist and – oh, wait, no. Four and a half years. She is right about having the support. It makes me wonder if Christiana has ever done like a NA or anything like that, you know? Right. Or some some sort of program. Yeah. Because right? I know I know not all programs are are created equal. And some, some programs just don't work for people, especially the ones that have a very, very um, religious slant to them. Definitely sure. don't work for people who are not religious. Right. But like something that, you know, where she knows that she's not alone in her daily fight against her and struggles yeah and that she has to like uh maybe even have like a sponsor you know someone that she can talk to i mean john kind of acts as her sponsor now and maybe that's the difference it's it's definitely a difference between yes having someone that you can confide in and rely is important Mm -hmm. but i think it's also important that that person has some kind of idea of what you're going through yeah and what this is like like I, some I, I would be, you know, I would lend an ear to anybody who was struggling, but I couldn't provide any insight. To oh, that, sure, right? sure, yeah. But I mean, that's why I was saying, like, maybe this is the difference. You know, John is basically her built-in sponsor because I mean, I think he's had addiction issues too in the past, right? Uh, we've he's he's been in jail, but I don't think they've mentioned him having addiction problems. Hmm, okay. Um. So I I don't know what what's going on with that because yeah. it would be that would make a difference. All right, so let's go to my last one because I got for some reason all of mine were like multiple yeah. scenes throughout the show. You got like some three check-ins. yeah, three quickies. <laughs> all right, so we have Puppy, Amber, and Kathy, and they're all going. They're gathering together today. Well, actually, Amber and Kathy don't know why, and Puppy tells them it's to pick out her wedding dress <laughs> because that's how they learned that Puppy is engaged to Eric. Her plan, which she doesn't share with the woman at the boutique, is that she wants to get married ASAP, specifically before anyone can catch her on this warrant and put her back in jail. Kathy's a bit concerned about the speed uh, that this relationship is progressing, and Amber and Kathy start to have a conversation about this is how be- this is a terrible idea, um, and just another way for her to run away. But they have this conversation when Puppy is just like behind the curtain, changing, and it's not soundproof, so Puppy is like, "Y'all talking about me?" <laughs> so she claims she needed to do this fast because. You know, this is when she brings up the warrant. What if they? What if the warrant comes up? 
Well, they they say the warrant. They're like, what about the warrant? She's like, well, no, 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 no. Don't worry about the warrant. It's fine. So Amber says that she did end up talking to her PO about the situation. And apparently, you know, if they go to the chief, uh, they might be able to get the warrant withdrawn if she has like the right explanation, specifically that, you know, my mom was in poor health and she was in and out of the house. And the lady who you talk to isn't like a landlord or anything. So she has no, she has no business or knowledge about where I live or not. Just some random resident. And Puppy says, you know, she tried to call once, but, you know, like nobody talked to her to pick up the phone. So she just figured that that wasn't going to work. So she seems to genuinely genuinely believe that nothing can be worked out. And she's pretty much on a limited time before she ends up back in jail. So she's trying to make the most of the time by locking Eric down. She's starting to get frustrated that they, you know, during this wedding dress shopping, they won't like stop talking about this stupid warrant. So we get a little more lighthearted in the commercial segment where they basically just troll Puppy's ignorance of fashion in general and wedding fashion in, in particular. <laughs> They're like, what kind of dress did you put on? She's like, I don't know, the dress kind? And then like she puts it on and, you know, because they don't fit and they like use the clips in the back. She's like comes out and just keeps grabbing her boobs to push them up like every dress she puts on. They're like, why, why are you doing this? She generally seems over her head. But then we get Amber talking about her ideal wedding. You know, maybe it'll be on a beach somewhere outside. But sure as hell, the guy who um, – Proposed to her, better not do it over text message. So anyway, after they leave the shop, Puppy comes and has a talk with Eric, who I'll point out now is wearing thigh-high tights for some reason. Yeah, super uh, bizarre. <laughs> she tells him about how Mom and Amber's think that the best course of action is for her to turn herself in, which isn't exactly what they said. But Eric is very, very down on that idea. He, you know, sure it might be a way to get everything in the clear, but. He thinks that seems to think that it's just as, if not more likely, that if she does turn herself in or does try to call the chief or everything, it'll lose her everything and it's not worth that risk. Puppy wants to know what that means. What does losing everything mean? Does it mean if you go back to jail, then you're not going to have a relationship anymore? He doesn't say that it would be over, but he does tell us, you know, it would be hard and there's a lot of temptation out there. God. So now Puppy doesn't know what to do. She doesn't – especially because she doesn't really want to be a fugitive bride. So again, this is another storyline I feel like that has just kind of been stagnating on the same point mm-hmm. for like weeks, yeah. right? Like it's just should Puppy turn herself in over this warrant or at least address the warrant and Puppy being like, I don't want to. Uh, no. Uh. Yeah. I mean we do have the added dimension of a wedding, Yes, that's true. true. I think that, I don't know, like my perspective of what I have seen, it doesn't even really seem like she was that into Eric before they got engaged, like the way she would talk about him. And I know it was more off screen that she would talk about him than we actually saw him on screen. And then it seems like all of a sudden they like got engaged and all of a sudden it seems like she's obsessed with him now. And it's like, I kind of took that especially seeing what we saw of her and amber the first season she was on i think she just really is into this idea of being married and i think she's more into the idea of being married than who she's getting married to yeah yeah i guess i guess it seems to me that she's into um like the yeah the idea of getting married but specifically because she's already in her head being like i'm going back to jail Mm -hmm. i'm going back to jail that's gonna happen Um, it's just a matter of time and I want to make sure before I go back to jail that somebody's going to be waiting for me on the outside when I get back out again. I can see that. But then it's like, I don't know, is he going to be waiting? Because he just made it seem like there's a lot of temptations. Like, well, who's getting tempted? You think puppy or you? Yeah. I actually, you know what? I don't know. I thought he was talking about himself. I assumed he was talking about himself. A lot of temptations out here. Yeah. But you know, it's not like. It's not like – yeah, because it's not like Puppy's track record of going into prison is exactly clean. Yeah. Like, it's like she's going to go in and like find a girlfriend. Like that's pretty much what she does every right. time, right? Right, But yeah, I, I, but I mean if somebody's going to get into the guy wearing thigh highs and gauges – They look like um, weird then, like compression tights. Yeah, were they like – yeah, control like the what the old people wear? Like, yeah, like for varicose for veins. Circulation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I think they weren't even like sock socks. I want to say they stopped at his ankle, but they did go all the way up his thigh. 
And it looked, it, I was like, it went up all the way up its die. And it, it looked like, like it was I, patterned too. Yes, <laughs> that was my thing. It looked like it had like a texture to it, like a, like yeah. a cable knit almost. Like, right. Like that kind of pattern. Oh, no, has. I, I like, wrote, I was like, what on earth is Eric wearing? You know? <laughs> and his rings and stuff. I was like, I don't really get the look. His shirt also screamed very flamboyant. Then he's got these weird tights on. Then he's got these weird, like, gangster blinged out rings on. And then he's got yeah. the gauges, which is, like, more, like, I don't know, gritty rock. And I'm just like, I don't really yeah, understand it, it's the like, yes. look is you're he trying to for, achieve. Is he going for a hip-hop look? <laughs> is he going for a punk look? Is he going for, like, you know, yeah, flamboyantly, like, flamboyant look? I I, I don't know. Because his shirt, like, had, like, a rainbow texture. Yes, on, right? it did. Like, yeah. It was like very – you're all over the place here, man. Yeah. You're right. And then to me too, he just always seems like he's on drugs. I don't know if it's just because he is just kind of a little bit more slow like in how he talks. But it just or seems – he, Or is he burnt out? Like you've known people that are like I've, – I've, I've known people who have done so many drugs that uh-huh. even when they're not high anymore, they're still like, wait, what? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Uh huh. Sure. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I can see that too. Cause I'm just like, he just seems like, I don't know, that he's always like on a downer or something. <laughs> yeah. He's all, yeah. He's very low, kind of mumbly, very mumbly, mumbly yeah. Joe. Right. But I don't know. I mean, it's just, so if you're Amber and Kathy, right, mm-hmm. what tactic are you taking? Because you clearly know what you think is best. But you also know that the way you're trying to go about convincing her is not working. Right. Um, I I think their uh, strategy is pretty good. Um, I actually had an incident somewhat similar where I had a friend who was like rushing into, you know, getting married. And uh-huh. I kind of could tell even back then, I was just like, this is not the girl for you, right? It, and it's – they'd barely been together and so I was just kind of like – but I knew – saying, hey, you know, like, this is a bad idea. You shouldn't be marrying this girl, right? I knew that that was not going to go over. That's going to backfire. Right, that's going to backfire. Right, right. So I approached it with the, well, are you sure you don't want to wait, you know, and try to give it to the, like, well, you know, if because the way I figured it, if he had given it more time, he probably would have seen himself that maybe this wasn't that great of a match, Right. So kind of the same thing, like because they were saying, like, well, why are you rushing it? They never said, like, oh, Eric's a bad guy, because even Poppy questioned. She's like, you don't like Eric? No, no, no. We're not saying we don't like Eric. We're just thinking, you know, like, why are you rushing this? Yeah. I mean, and but I think they were still kind of on the right gate, right thing of of when they're saying you're rushing it. Mm -hmm. It's like you don't like Eric. Their answer is like, I don't know Eric. Yeah. And no one does really because (laughs) you're rushing it. Yeah, and I'm rushing it. But I mean, it, it also in terms of trying to get her to, you know, do the things that will get this warrant taken care mm-hmm. of. Call the chief. Mm-hmm. Like, do things like that. Like, it, that that to me is the most frustrating part of talking to her. Yeah. Because it, it, it does remind me of, you know, sometimes dealing with students. Oh, wow, you're really struggling with this class. Here's the things you can do to make it happen. And they're like, eh, I don't want to do it. And you're like, well – you like they kind of want something to magically go away. Right. I guess they just want it to magically go away. And it's like, I have a plan for you. We have something that my my officer said would work. And she's just like, no, I don't like that. Like, I don't I don't know. It's a, it's a, That's incredibly frustrating. Yeah, because it's like the end result is the result you want. I don't understand. So I don't know. Yeah, right. And, it, and I think it's just she feels like it comes with, you know, it's that 10% risk that I'm going to do this. And then immediately they're going to be like, oh. No, no, no. We're not doing that. Where are you? We're coming to arrest you now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And and that that's what that's what she's afraid of. So she just like is doing nothing so that the thing she's afraid of takes longer to happen. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's very her her we, her assessment of risk is very very different than mine. Yeah. All right. Uh, last couple we have is Brittany and Ray, but mostly just Ray in this episode. Ray yep. is spending time with his grandma Sue. Ray tells her about meeting Brittany's mom and Brittany's plan for their for her own birthday trip to Miami. His grandma is concerned about Ray getting in trouble in Miami. Sue's worried that he might party too hard and somehow land back in prison. Sue's hoping that Brittany will call her eventually with some good news. She's heavily hints towards a marriage with Brittany and kids. 
Sue asks if Ray has a ring, and he says he does, but he sees it more of a promise ring. Grandma asks if Brittany's going to be okay with just a promise ring because she's convinced that Brittany has told all her friends that an engagement will be happening very soon. Grandma is rightfully concerned that Brittany will be disappointed with just an, uh, a promise ring and advises Ray to tell Brittany that he's waiting to do an engagement exactly the way that Brittany wants it. Okay, do you think that Brittany will be pissed about a promise ring? <laughs> I think Grandma is very insightful. I and Brittany know. would be extraordinarily pissed about a promise ring. I was thinking that. I was like, <laughs> wow. And, you know, it kind of got the impression a little bit that Sue may have a relationship with Brittany. You know, right. they yeah. do talk kind of on the side. And I know they didn't get started off on. Well, and I don't even sit, want to say they didn't get started off on the best foot because it seemed like Brittany was in communication with Sue when Ray was in prison. And then, you know, she wasn't so happy. Sue wasn't so happy about the whole ride situation, you know, when Ray got out and had to figure out who he was going to, you know, drive home with. But it sounds like they're kind of back to where they were, where sounds like Sue and Brittany are talking. And, you know, she kind of seemed a little bit. And I think this is Brittany's plan in the first place, like getting good with the family so that way they can also help. Me on my mission to get married, you know, because she was the one who was kind of like, I yeah. hope Brittany calls with good news. Have you been thinking about marriage? Totally. It's just I, I, I feel for Ray because he's torn between two things because he knows Brittany wants two things. Yeah. And he's not dumb. He knows she wants two things. She wants to be engaged. I mean, it's and not she even wants to be about engaged. being dumb. He has ears, right? <laughs> and, he, and, he, and she wants to be engaged with a big fat ring. Right. Which is still – even you're right. She says both of those things many, many times. Yeah. And so he would have to be pretty dumb to not get it. Right. Now, that's still that he gets it. Puts him in the top half of people in the show because other people <laughs> are like, well, I don't know what they want after someone directly <laughs> tells them exactly what they want. Yeah, that's true. So um, so he definitely knows, but he's torn. He's like, okay, so he kind of came up with the best course of action. It's like, he's like, he's like I can't get those two things right now. Yeah. If she wants to be engaged, it's going to be with a modest ring. Yeah. And if – I use the modest ring. I could use it. So that your choices then are, you know, you use a modest ring for a not engagement or you do the engagement with a modest ring, mm -hmm. right? Because she can't get both because he can't afford a big ring. Yeah. And and it's just like, yeah, I think he chose the wrong one. I think he needs to go with the engagement with the modest ring. Mm -hmm. But also he needs to – Spend some time softening it up for her yeah. so that she understands that the modest ring is going to come. Because I do think the engagement is the more important part than the, than the actual yeah. bling, big and bling ring. Because she'll get that later. Him. She'll get another big blingy ring later that she can wear all the time. Yeah, but then that's tough for him because, you know, she's the one who will be upset and disappointed. I don't, I don't know. I, I think he's just in a – impossible situation just because Britney is pretty freaking demanding. Yes. Right. And it's like, and, but I, we've, I've seen, we've seen her in the past, you know, like when he, he got out, uh, you know, we got his first paycheck or whatever. And she was like, he, that first paycheck is for me. He's going to spend it all on presents for yeah, me. Right. And then when she, then when she saw it was like, Oh yeah, no, that can't happen. <laughs> That's not going to happen. She did seem to come to terms with it without being like upset at him over it. Yeah. And so I think she's capable of making that adjustment. I don't think she's capable of making the adjustment of him putting off the engagement. Right. Um, right. But she is capable of the adjust of the adjustment of being of appreciating the ring for being, you know, a lot of money for him mm -hmm. rather than just a lot of money, period. Like I think she could be like, wow, he spent, you know, he did the thing. He spent two months on this on this ring, you know, after restitution or whatever and be like, that shows how important I am, even if it doesn't cost as much dollar-wise as I would have hoped, Yeah, like, at the beginning. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. Poor Ray is all I have to say. <laughs> yeah, I know. Poor Ray. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, we didn't – I think we wrapped up with Stan and Lisa. Um, I, yeah, I doubt, I doubt we see them again. Yeah. I, I, Lacey and Shane, it's hard to say if we're wrapped up with them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know because I didn't. I don't think um, we saw anything 
in the preview, the episode preview no. with them in it. It seemed like the so episode previews. So we're just supposed previews, to know that she ends up with John? I don't. I don't know. You know, like I feel like I need a little more closure than that. Oh, they'll 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 do, do the um. I'm sure the we'll get card a at the end. title card. We might have to run through the title cards of the people who didn't make the cut for the last last episode uh, or the last two episodes, right? Because they said next week is the episode before the last yeah, they episode said before one the finale. More episode before the season finale. And I don't know. That was just very weird wording. We were texting each other. I'm like, I don't know. Does that, I think that means there's two more. Okay. Yes, I think that means there's two more. Yeah. Yes. That's what that means is what I'm going with. But we seemed like we had, you know, the preview for next week, we had some Sean Sarah stuff, John and Christiana stuff. Like, and it just feels like, you know, Ray and Brittany doesn't seem wrapped up. That seems like it's going to end with an engagement mm-hmm. would be my guess. Yeah. Right. And then we have to see the wedding go down All on right. Deontay. Oh, God. All right. <sighs> okay. So who was your student of the week? Uh, my student of the week was Marcelino. Um, yeah. So Marcelino. Like yeah. Marcelino just, you know, kind of arranged the things that needed to be arranged, took care of things. You know, the, the whole weekend was stuff. That whole weekend, everything yeah. with, with Gil coming down and they had the cookout and they went on their own private weekend. That was all stuff that he made happen. Yeah. And so it's nice to see, you know, a partner of it not only takes care of, you know, considers what their partner, considers their partner's needs and wants, which is like, should be the bare minimum of a relationship. But (laughs) But it's not. (laughs) It's definitely not. I know. I love them as a couple. Uh, So my student of the week is Sue, Ray's grandma. It's like she was... I don't know. She had the insight where I'm like, yeah, like grandma knows what's up. And Ray, listen yeah. to your grandma. She has got some good advice. Yep. Yep. She does. Yeah. She's been good all the way through pretty much. Yep. Right. Right. Okay. What about your dunce? Deontay. Mm-hmm. Like, especially specifically the part where he was like, I feel like the universe is telling me not to go to this wedding. God. I'm still going to go though. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. Nothing has told you to go to this wedding. Literally nothing. Right. Nothing at all. Not your mom, not your friend, not the universe. Nobody has told you to go to this wedding. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So my dunce is actually puppy and I'm going to throw in Eric. You okay. know, just their whole plan of rushing this wedding, like trying to avoid this warrant. It's just like, oh, my gosh. You guys. Well, they the keep whole- talking about the wedding as if the wedding is going to cancel the warrant. Right. And like, that's, if we can just get this thing going before the warrant, we have to get this done before the warrant. That's like, kind of like my thought is like the wedding is supposed to be like, or I think marriage in general, it's supposed to be like kind of somewhat symbolic of your future, right? And it's just like, yeah. no, that's kind of like your terminal, you know? It's like, that's the end. So I just, yeah, it's like how they're thinking about their future just seems very, very short-sighted. Yes. It's like, I got to finish this book before I fall asleep. And it's like, but like- Getting married is not the end of the book. Like, <laughs> All right. What about your life lesson? All right. Life lesson. So you, I, you've definitely heard like kind of the lawyer thing in court. When you ask somebody a question, you don't ask them a question that you don't already know the answer to. Mm-hmm. And that also applies to asking for someone's blessing before getting oh, married. Oh my gosh. I was going to say something about that too. Because it's just like, I don't understand. What, if it doesn't matter, why are you even asking? Yeah, if you're going to do it either way, don't ask. But but also, if you're going to ask, you don't ask unless you know the answer is yes. Yeah. Just like the same thing is for a proposal. Like you don't propose to somebody unless you already know they're going to say yes when I propose. I don't know. Some people still like do it even though they have their doubts. But yeah. I know. Some people are dumb. That's what I'm saying. That's dumb. Don't do that. Yeah. You shouldn't do it unless you know the answer is Maybe yes. they have a really good return policy on their ring. I don't know. Maybe they do. Well, and some people do it. You know, because we've seen engagements, you know, to save relationships. And it's like, oh, crap, I think she's going to leave. I got to I gotta like do something big. Mm. I got to ask her to marry me. And then she kind of feels forced into it and stuff. And there's – there's, it just – it never ends well. Like those don't end with good, long, happy marriages in general. Yeah. Like, you got to know. Yeah. All right. So uh, my life lesson, Deontay, I mean, I feel like this shouldn't even have to be said, but, you know – Crashing an ex's wedding is bad, but to think you'll actually end up with your ex at the end of that situation is absurd and you need to check yourself into some serious therapy if you're that delusional. Right? I feel like you've seen too many too many movies, like too many rom-coms where it's like, oh, because his wasn't even, I think, you know, like the end of The Graduate or something. Like I'll run a – she'll run away with me, right? Yeah. Like, oh, we'll, we'll end up in a relationship. He's like, no, I'm just going to step in. The priest is already there. The thing's already there and they'll just – we'll just get married instead. Is if that's even like – 
legally a thing? (laughs) I know. I'm pretty sure you've already signed like a marriage certificate, right? And your name ain't on it. Yes, exactly. There's already a marriage certificate for this name. And you are not on right. it because they have to check. They have to check and make sure you're like not cousins and stuff like yeah, that. Like so it's like, I don't know in what world you think this is happening. All right. Whatever. Delusional. Yeah, totally. All right. Okay. So we will be back next week because it sounds like these fools are all back. That's right. Yep. So hopefully two more weeks and then it seems like there might be a break um, until – the love during lockup starts in January. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That sounds good. All right. Yep. So until then. All right. Okay. See everybody then. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs>